Hey everybody, welcome back to Stadia Cast. I'm Bill. That's Lloyd. What's going on, Lloyd? Uh, not much. I'm turning into a mountain man with my huge beard. Um, it, it is it is a new year. It's 2021. Um, but I haven't played any games yet, so <laughs> I, I'm I think I'm just going to go live in the forest somewhere uh, and and really take this whole um, I don't know Grizzly Adams look uh, to new levels. I think you're starting to look like that uh, that uh, that Robert Redford uh, meme where he's just slowly nodding at the camera. <laughs> um, the, the, <laughs> yeah. but you know what hey that's a pretty epic beard so there you go, go uh, like well done go. yes exactly yeah, uh, before we get idea. started we do record this show on, live on Sunday mornings at 10am eastern over at our YouTube channel type in nerdnest.tv to find it we can uh, you can also go there by just youtube.com slash nerdnest whichever way makes you happy uh, if you are here with us live and you want to make absolutely sure that we see your message, you can use the Super Chat feature that supports the show and it uh, gives us uh, stuff to talk about at the end of the show, or at the second half of the show, I should say. Um, in addition, you can also click the Join button, which directly supports the show, and if you're watching after the fact, if you're not here live, you can also use that Applaud uh, feature uh, to support the show. Let's get started. Normally, we start off the show with what have we been playing, but both Lloyd and I this week have been incredibly busy, which is probably why you noticed that there were no videos this week. Like, I posted my uh, Nintendo podcast on Monday, and I fully intended to do stuff on Tuesday or do stuff on Wednesday or do stuff on Thursday or Friday. And none of yep. that happened. None of that yep. happened. Uh, Lloyd had a bunch of first looks that he was planning on doing, but we just, we had zero time and it was yep. just a terrible confluence of uh, events that kept us away from video gaming really. Uh, so we haven't played anything like you haven't played anything. I played a few hours of Fortnite with my daughter yesterday because um did the the new weekly challenges thing. So I play Fortnite with her for a few hours every week, maybe a little bit longer. So I did that. I made time for that, but I've had zero time for anything else. It's uh, it's been pretty terrible um, yeah. gaming wise here. Yeah, the only thing that I played was El Ijo for. Oh, nice. I, I I it wasn't even an hour before I of course got stuck because I'm bad at stuff. Um, it was like, I can't figure out what to do here. And so I was like, I'm bored. I'm shutting it off. And it's not the game's fault. It's because I'm not smart enough to figure something out. So I shut it off and I said, I'm going to do something else instead. Um, and that's, that's the extent of my gameplay this week, but that's okay. Last yeah. week was a really, really long episode because we didn't get mm -hmm. to the main topic until, uh, like halfway into the show because we had so much stuff to say. Uh, yeah. So I promise we're not going to go that long today. We'll get to the main topic pretty quickly, but I did want to real quick uh, just remind people of some upcoming games that are coming to Stadia. Uh, I, I don't want to say soon, but soon-ish. Mm -hmm. So uh, we've got Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game, which wow. coming on January 14th. I know you're really hyped for that. January Can't 20th. Wait is hit <laughs> uh january 20th is hitman 3 january 29th is gods will fall and then riders republic is uh coming out february 25th of all of those i think i'm most excited for uh riders republic and i know that you are most excited for scott pilgrim versus the world the game because you played that game a bunch and really really liked it 
Loved it. Uh, I was looking at um, a limited run games is doing three um, physical releases for this game. That's just you can just buy the game on like Switch or PS4 or whatever you want. Um, or you can buy one that comes with collector a collector's box and some extra stuff. Or you can buy this thing that comes in like a huge, it almost looks like a turntable hard case. Like if you've ever seen a DJ running, walking with like two turntables oh, yeah, in like yeah, yeah. one of those hard cases. Like a, and you like flip, a big um, records, record shape of a, but a thick metal box. Yeah, it's, yeah. so it's, it, it looks like it's, I don't know, a couple... Yeah, it, it looks fairly large. And when you open it up, it's like a diorama from uh, from the game with like the band playing. And it has uh, spotlights in the lid that shine down on all the characters. Oh, that's cool. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want that so bad. It's $160 US for that set. So I will not be getting that. Um, I love the game. I don't <laughs> love it. $160 US. Um, but man, I'm I'm really, really excited about Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. All right. So our our main topic today that uh, we wanted to talk about, I I foolishly thought, well, maybe we can fit it in uh, last week, too. And that didn't (laughs) happen, of course, Uh, but was kind of a recap of 2020, especially since there's not a lot of Stadia news happening right now. Uh, Our main topic for today is what were our favorite uh, pro games for each month on Google Stadia? from 2020 now because this is our first year uh we're going to also include 2019 uh we have yep. two months in there to uh to talk about uh but w- what we figured we could do is we would go month by month and we'll say these are the games the pro games that we uh as as pro subscribers that were received uh each month and then we would talk about which ones are our favorite. And if you're here with us live in chat, you can let us know uh, for each month which game is your favorite uh, of the list. And if you're watching this after the fact, of course, leave messages down below to tell us what are your favorite uh, pro games for each month uh, that we have had Stadia so far. So uh, let's get started with November of 2019. Uh, we had two um mm-hmm. Uh, pro games we had uh destiny 2 the collection and samurai showdown so of those two games i'm pretty sure i know where we're gonna land on this one uh (laughs) but of those two games which ones which one was your favorite lloyd well my first experience uh on stadia uh was destiny 2 i was sitting in a conference uh in I want to say Florida somewhere That's right. It was, I Cal- it was or California. It was somewhere. I don't can't remember exactly where I was. I was on really, really, really bad conference Wi-Fi using a VPN uh, to get uh, to get to uh, the actual Internet because there were some things that were uh, that were a little bit blocked. And I played Destiny 2 um, in the worst possible conditions and it was still damn awesome so uh yeah from november uh november 2019 uh yeah destiny 2 it by far no it's not even a not even it's not even close uh, samurai <laughs> showdown is a fantastic game um but destiny 2 was just such an amazing experience to be able to play all of that um on the cloud on a laptop in a hotel wi-fi environment which shouldn't have anything playable it was uh it was a pretty amazing experience so for me um obviously it's destiny 2 i'm not a big fan of complicated fighting games like samurai showdown i will say that if you like those kind of games samurai showdown feels like it's a very good example of those but for me destiny 2 hands down 
is the the better of the two. I still remember, and obviously we can't do this for each one, but I still remember I was live streaming. Um, it was the the day of Stadia release. I was live streaming. We were just <laughs> talking about yep. stuff, and I still didn't because because if you go back to the beginning, uh, what people probably have already forgotten is that uh, we didn't have. Uh, everybody couldn't just play. You had to wait until you got your code. And yep. so I was sitting there on a live stream and I believe <laughs> that you sent me a message like, Bill, check I, your email or something like that. I can't remember. I was also in the conference uh, in a different session because you got your code after I got my code. And I'm like, Bill, check your email. Bill, check your DMs. Bill, Bill, Bill. <laughs> like I'm trying to get your attention. And you're like, oh, what? Oh, something's happening here. And I went back and I watched that again. And it, it made me laugh because you're just like, oh, what? I'm getting a video. I'm getting what? What's happening? And then you punch it in. And it's like, oh, my God, this is great. And then, yeah, you did the... Uh, you did the stream and it was it was pretty darn fantastic. I think you may have been one of the first people to stream uh, Stadia on on YouTube. There was other people before you, but it, you were right right there with some of the earlier ones. And that was a pretty amazing day. And it was just it was sad to me that I wasn't home uh, <laughs> and able to experience it there, that I had to be in really bad uh, hotel Wi-Fi to go through all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely rough. Uh, so let's move on to December. Uh, December, we had um, it, it, one game, I believe. Yep. If I'm reading this uh, right, yeah. December, we had, no, two games. We two had games, Farming yeah. Simulator 19 Platinum Edition and then Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Now, the thing that I remember about this, wasn't there some kind of problem with Farming Simulator 19? Like they had given us the non-platinum edition, but they had told us that it was going to be platinum edition? Yeah, so that no, they had told us it was going to be the standard edition. Um, and then on the first day or first couple days, it was the platinum edition that was available for everybody to claim. Uh, and then the standard edition um, was removed from their list and they just gave everybody the platinum edition. Oh, if I remember okay. correctly, I think I think that's what it was. They they didn't want to give us the full version, um, but then they screwed up or someone screwed up and then we all got the uh, the full version. So, I mean. I played Farming Simulator 19 for all of, I don't know, uh, 30 minutes or something, and I just did not have fun. I can see how people could look at this and be like, this is incredibly relaxing and, you know, throw on a TV show or a podcast or a YouTube channel, nerdnest.tv, and uh, sit there and play a game. But for me, it is not fun at all. Uh, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, though, I love the Tomb Raider games, so I, mm -hmm. I, I was. Uh, that's my favorite of the two. What about you? Yeah, Tomb Raider. Uh, what an amazing title, and be able to play it um, immediately in the cloud without waiting for downloads just kind of blew me away. Uh, people in the chat room are saying that they advertised the original version, but they put the screenshot for the platinum edition, so people complained. Maybe oh. that's what it was. I can't remember what I had for breakfast um, like thirty five <laughs> minutes ago, so. Um, remembering a whole year ago and, and a bit is tough for me. Um, but yeah, I think it was something like that. Yeah. Uh, but then there was another controversy with, uh, with Tomb Raider because people had purchased Tomb Raider, like, right. Um, it went on it, November 18th that the system, that the system that Stadia <laughs> came out. Yeah. And so within 12 days later, 
some people were getting uh, Tomb Raider for free, and the people who had just bought it were like, what the hell, man? Uh, so they ended up uh, like refunding or uh, granting yeah. refunds or something like that. Man, yeah, I, I hope we don't come for... up with a with a controversy every month, but we might. No. Go ahead. Yeah, I think um, if I remember correctly, I think it went on sale for like $12 or something crazy. So, so many people picked it up because it was on a, a ridiculous sale. And then less than a week after that sale went up, it's like, oh, it's going to be it's going to be the pro game for December. So, yeah, people were kind of flipping out a little bit, um, which is kind of understandable. Um, anything at past a week, I, I don't understand that. But uh, after about a week, yeah. I, I understand that that why people would be upset. All right. So the next uh, now we're into 2020, um, the year that everything went off the wheels. Uh, we had two games in January of 2020, Rise of the Tomb Raider, 20-Year Celebration, and Thumper. Uh, for you, which one is the one that you uh, either played more or enjoyed more? Um, the the one that I um, that I loved, not loved, the one that I appreciated more was Thumper, um, as good as Rise of the Tomb Raider is, uh, because I was still concerned that like a full rhythm game that there'd be latency issues and having thumper and finally able to try it and play it uh, basically told me that that that, that worries unfounded. There's no reason why a good rhythm action game like thumper um, wouldn't work on Stadia. So for me, it was just more of an eye opening moment. Uh, I'm going to, I'm not going to say I'm agreeing with you because I have different reasons. Um, you know, playing a first person shooter like destiny, that was that was all I needed to understand that the latency wasn't really that big of a deal. Um, so I I was like I was cured of that uh, already at that point. I didn't play the Rise of the Tomb Raider at all, not because I'm not interested in it, but I haven't finished. I want to finish, and I don't finish. So I, I want to <laughs> finish the first Tomb Raider before I play the next one. Um, sure. So. Uh, but so I ended up playing a lot of Thumper. That's not a game that I ever would have thought to purchase. And so when I was playing, when I when I got it for free, I was like, "All right, well, free." I thought oh, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna try this out. And I was really, really impressed both by the music and the just the art, the artistry of playing Thumper. It's such a weird game and such a, a, a like a. It's funny. Um, I don't know, two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, my son was playing Thumper uh, down in the living room on um, on Stadia. And uh, like I hadn't thought about it in forever. And my niece has obviously never seen it. And we're all just sitting down there and watching him play. And next thing I know, both of us were like, all right, it's it, give me a turn. I want to see if I can <laughs> figure this out or whatever. Uh, it's such a good game and it's really fun to watch somebody play as well. Thumper is a very, yep. very interesting game. Yep. It, it is good. If you get a chance to play it in VR, you have to try that at least once. It is a completely different experience in VR when your whole, every sense of your body is in, is in the video game. It's ridiculous. It's fun on Stadia. Don't get me wrong, but playing it on VR is just a, a whole other experience. All right, February. Uh, we had mm. two games that came out: Guilt and Metro Exodus. Which of these two is the one for you? Uh, Guilt. It was a completely new title. Uh, I had no idea what it was going to be about, and I um, absolutely love Guilt. I haven't finished it though. I think I was like more than halfway through the game, and I never got back to it. I'm going to have to fix that because it's one of the games that I do want to see through to the end. So uh, for me, it's Guilt. 
Uh, I played both of these extensively. Metro Exodus is a really, really good game. But in my opinion, I don't know if I want to say that it's a better game. It's just a game that I like more for for Mm -hmm. me. And this is our list. It's not it's not we're saying that they're better games. It's just the ones that we enjoyed the most um uh, is definitely guilt i adore that game it is uh awesome absolutely awesome i know that it's really short and i know that it's um you know it's a horror game without being gross which is always something that appeals to me quite a bit because i don't like gross but i do like the feeling of being scared i really love the creature design in the game, yeah. especially when you get to the later parts of the game and you start to run into the dolls and stuff, that game is really, really awesome, and I highly recommend it to anybody. It's also pretty easy uh, to play. Like you end up, you know, you end up finding like the 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 health, the health pack in the game is inhalers, yeah. and you end up just not really needing them all that much, which might make it seem like, well, why even bother? Uh, it's just because it's a fun, it's a fun experience. It's a fun, stealthy experience. And, uh, I'm a huge fan of guilt. Everybody should play it. Um, I don't know if it's still available for, uh, uh, for pro or not, but if it's not, you should pick it up. I think it was, it it went out of pro this month. So you had it until the end of December to get it. Yeah. So it was there for almost a whole entire year. Yeah. It, the sound design and, and everything in the game was just, it was so good. And it, it unfortunately got replaced by other games that I had to play and I never got back to it. So I'm gonna have to get on that. All right. Moving on to March. We had, uh, three games in March. We had grid SteamWorld dig Two, SteamWorld quest hand of Gilgamesh. This is, I, 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 for the most part so far, I've easily been able to predict what Lloyd is going to say. At this point, I have <laughs> no idea. I'm going to go first this time. Um, okay. I played Grid. I can see objectively that it is a very, very good uh, racing game. I mm-hmm. can't stand this kind of racing game because I suck at it and I just can't, as the kids say, get good. Uh, so that one's definitely out for me. Uh, between SteamWorld Dig 2 and SteamWorld Quest Hand of Gilgamesh, it, for me, it has to be SteamWorld Dig 2. I love that game. <clears throat> Plus, it's a Metroidvania, which yeah. is a genre I like a lot more than uh, the the turn-based RPGs. Uh, so I absolutely love SteamWorld Dig 2. I didn't actually play it on Stadia. I had already played it and finished it, uh, both of these games. I had already played them before they came to Stadia. So I ended up not playing them on Stadia other than to load them up and see how they worked. But I I really, really like SteamWorld Dig 2. And I'm going to guess that Lloyd is not going to say Grid, but which of the of those other two is uh, is your game? Um. For me, I was look, trying to look in my game of the year lists that I, I've been making for years and years and years to see where this game fell. Uh, I remember it being high up on my list the year that it came out, and that is uh, SteamWorld Quest Hand of Gilgamesh. It is uh, an amazing role-playing game set in the SteamWorld universe, which I loved. Uh, Dig and Dig 2 have been uh, just a fun experience. But this was a completely different thing. It's a card-based battler. Uh, you can build your hand however you see fit. There's, um, I think, seven characters, three in your parties. Or, or no, there isn't seven. Well, one of them is a pair, so I guess that only counts as one. I guess there's five or six, whatever. Um, so you can only have certain people in your party, uh, and you're making decisions based on the number of cards that you have, the unlocks that you've done, and the characters that you have. 
Uh, just an amazing game. And if you haven't played it, uh, one of for me, I, I think this is my favorite SteamWorld game. All of them are good, but I think this one would be my my favorite um, of SteamWorld and also my favorite for March of 2020. I feel like that game has a ridiculous amount of customization. Like you can end up finishing the game and I could end up finishing the game and using wildly different strategies, which is always a really good thing to have when it comes to a video game. All right. That that was March. Now it's April. So Stadia said, all right, you know, at the very beginning, they were like, we're going to give you maybe a game a month. And a lot of Mm -hmm. us were like, well, okay, does that mean maybe we'll get a game each month or <laughs> or maybe we'll only have one game? Like, what does that mean? And so for the first couple of months, it was two or three games. But then we get to April, and they dropped four games on us. And, and this is yeah. where it starts to go off the rails as far as how many games we're getting each month. So uh, the four games that we got in tw- uh, April of 2020 was PUBG, uh, Serious Sam Collection, Spitlings, and Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Which of these yeah. games was your favorite of uh, of tw- April 2020 for the pro games, Lloyd? Uh, for me, uh, Spitlings. I had already bought it prior to April uh, 2020 to play and, and cover. Uh, but for me, that is my favorite game of those four. It's such a fun party game. Uh, it's one of those party games where you work together as a team really well um, at the start and then things get a little bit crazy and then you end up accidentally killing each other and then you end up like on purpose killing each other because that gets gets to be fun. Uh, I can remember playing it with you, Bill, online and just the little ghosts, the little ghosts that are left by when you die, like the little imprints, Mm -hmm. there was, there must've been about a hundred of them in one specific area because you're trying to get past that level. Um, Such a good game. And uh, I don't think it got its, it's, I don't know. I, I don't think it got the, the respect that it should have um, or the uh, the hype that it should have, I guess, would be a better way um, because it is a really, really good game to play multiplayer. It is. And it's a it's a game that's both good in uh, couch co-op as well as online. I played mostly online. Um, I love the the design of all of the little characters like you can be like a little train or a piano or a telephone. Uh, and then you are spitting what I guess are teeth. Uh, up at these <laughs> yeah. weird bubbles. It's such a weird game, but it's also my favorite uh, of April. Um, Spitlings is really, really good. I did play a bunch of Serious Sam Collection because I had never played any of the Serious Sam games before, uh, but it didn't hold my attention for very long. Stacks on Stacks on Stacks is not the kind of game that would appeal to me. I tried it a little bit, and I was like, eh, it's fine, but uh, no thanks. And then PUBG, I actively dislike. So um, <laughs> it, it has to be spitlings for me. Let's move on yeah. to May. We had three um, – wait, what's going on here? Uh, three games in May. The Turing Test, SteamWorld Heist, um, and Zombie Army for Dead War. Uh, so of these three games, which one uh, was your favorite, Lloyd? Uh, for me, it's a tough one. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Turing Test. I played that whole game, uh, re- recorded it, put it up as individual videos. Uh, it is equal parts portal and um, and other kind of uh, adventure um, puzzle games, but it, it gave me such a good portal feel. And uh, yeah, I loved it. The Turing Test is a fantastic game, and it's nice and short. You can get through it in a, a number of hours, which is which is good to have some of those in your life instead of all these 100-hour epic games. 
Yeah, I, I played it a little bit, not very much. I should get back to it, especially if it's a short game. I'm always complaining that games are too long. Uh, so jumping in on the Turing test seems like something that would be good for me. Uh, the one that I played probably the most was SteamWorld Heist. If you haven't played that one, again, so good. the SteamWorld team, they do amazing stuff where you know they take a genre and they completely turn it on its head. Uh, SteamWorld Heist is a 2D uh, not side scrolling, but like it's a 2D uh, turn based strategy game. Uh, think like XCOM or Mario Plus yeah. Rabbids or that kind of thing. Um, it, it's really, really fun. And of course, it's got the humor uh, of the SteamWorld universe. So there, there's that as well. All right. Yeah. June 2020. We had a lot. Big month. Big, very big, big month. Very big month. We had Get Packed, Little Nightmares, Panzer Dragoon Remake, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, Super Hot. Um, is that everything? Yes, that's everything. So uh, ESO as well. Oh, ESO as well. Yes, thank you very much. I, the way that this is laid out is tough. Uh, so <laughs> I know what you're going to say, but I'm going to let you go ahead and say it. Which one is it? <laughs> Little Nightmares. No, I'm just kidding. Uh <laughs> Uh, I mean, it has to be ESO. It's what brought me into playing Elder Scrolls Online. I had played it first on the PlayStation, and it just didn't click for whatever reason. That was pre all the changes that they've made to make it more of a, um, a free-to-play, but it's not really, but kind of is because of all the additional things that you add on top of your account. Um, I got into it really big. Like I, I played it every single day up until like near the end of December. It was um, it was a game that I was just absolutely addicted to. Um, I've since not played because I haven't played any games, um, but uh, that would have to be my pick for June. It's uh, it it was a good game. I kind of wish it wasn't there because it, it's taken so much of my life over the last uh, <laughs> six months. Um, just kidding. ESO is such a fantastic game. So that's that's my pick. I'm so torn because I, I had played Elder Scrolls Online a million times before it came to Stadia. I was yep. really hyped when it came to Stadia. It is my most played game on Stadia. So I feel like I have to say that that's my favorite one that month. But like that month, I played a lot of games. I had a, a ton of fun playing super hot that game completely so good blew me away and i i you know i kept looking at it as when as it came out and i was like oh man super hot looks cool but i'm not gonna buy it i'm not gonna play it and then eventually i got it for free on stadia and i was like oh, wow what a masterpiece and i played that game from beginning to end and it's a short game but i really really enjoyed it but i i and look uh, power rangers battle for for the grid it's mortal Kombat without the mm -hmm. gore uh so i think that that's a really impressive game too although the graphics aren't very good but i have They're, to go with elder scrolls online elder scrolls online uh completely possessed me uh over the summer and i'm glad that i stopped playing it because it's uh it's a very uh, uh obsessive kind of game uh, but that won't stop me from playing it again at some point in the future yeah, it was such a good month. I think the only game that I didn't enjoy, um, other than Little Nightmares, which I hadn't played yet, um, because we were going to do a stream and it never happened. Um, I was super hyped for uh, Panzer Dragoon Remake, 
And that was just such a terrible remake. Um, it, it was disappointing to me as someone that enjoyed the original. Um, I know a lot of people love it, and that's great. Um, good, good, good on you for for enjoying it. Um, but it was a bit of a disappointment for me. Not that it was included as pro, um, but just as a game. So um, I know they've they've put a bunch of patches into it. Um, they patched it up a couple times to fix some of those issues. So I may have to uh, to give it another go to see if maybe they fix some of those little uh, little rough edges that were giving me problems. Yeah, I played a little bit of Little Nightmares, and I ran into the same problem that uh, I think in the pre-show, or maybe it was in the intro, uh, where I was talking about with little with El Ijo, where I would I got stuck and couldn't figure out mm. what to do, and it's the same thing that always happens to me in those kind of games, and that's exactly what happened in Little Nightmares, which maybe is really awesome, but I didn't get very far because I got stuck and couldn't figure out what to do. All right, yep. let's move on to July. July had Krata Premium Edition, Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom, Orcs Must Die 3, SteamWorld Dig, which is weird that they launched those games out of order, and then uh, West of Loathing. So yeah. uh, of those games, yep. which one was the one that you liked the most, Lloyd? They are all equally as awesome, and I don't want to pick my favorite child. Well, too uh, bad. But I have to. That's the I game. Have to. Uh, <laughs> Orcs Must Die 3 is the one that I would have to choose, because um, I, I hadn't played Orcs Must Die for many, 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 many years, and it was pretty darn cool to play um, some of those big, um, the big battlefield battles where there's hundreds upon hundreds of orcs streaming towards you, and no hiccups, no slowdown, no problems, no crashing. Uh, it's it, it was pretty awesome. Um, with a with a hat tip towards Krata, because what Krata was trying to do was pretty mind blowing, and they did a pretty good job right out of the gate, and they keep making that that game better as well. Yeah, Krata, I had higher hopes for, and it's it's not that it's bad. I just feel like it's too intimidating to the the average person. Um, right. not, not for playing, but for creating, uh, which is, you know, one of the things about it that I thought was so cool is how it, the tools that they give you are really, really impressive. And if you are already somebody who knows what you're doing with that stuff, you can create some amazing things. But if you are, you know, uh, Bill, then, uh, you're going to spend, I spent hours trying to figure out how stuff worked and I just couldn't put two and two together in order to figure it out because I'm not a programmer. I know a little bit of Python and that's pretty much, and a little bit of Swift and, and that's pretty much it. And um, I just felt like there weren't enough training wheels for Krata. And I think that that game has serious potential if they mm -hmm. can build in some more training wheels for people. Uh, for me, um, Orcs Must Die 3 is a absolutely fantastic game and it's going to be my favorite of july i'm surprised that you didn't go with monster boy because i know how much you liked that game but orcs must die three for me was fantastic what an absolutely awesome game i played almost all the way through to the end and then i ended they ended up patching it and all of the strategies that i had learned basically <laughs> didn't work anymore so I right. had to like start from scratch and I was just like well I mean I didn't have to start from scratch I could I had to learn from scratch uh new new strategies to kill the orcs and at that point other things were distracting me so I didn't get back to it exactly. but it's a really good game and that's my favorite game for that month nice. all right what month are we on um August August, August got uh, just shapes and beats Kona 
Metro 2033 Deluxe, Rock of Ages 3, and Strange Brigade. All right, Lloyd, I'll let you go first. What do you think, man? Which one's your favorite? This is a tough one. Um, I, I, the, the game that I played the most, um, I would say Just Shapes and Beats. Um, the game that I, I think I enjoyed more with Strange Brigade, but I didn't get into it very far. Uh, I'm going to go with Just Shapes and Beats because it is a fantastic pick-up-and-play game that anybody can play. Um, it, you might not be able to get very far, uh, but you can you can play at least the the opening levels. Uh, the music, the the whole experience is just fantastic. So that's my my choice for August twenty twenty. Uh, just shapes and beats, I thought was really really cool. I did not like playing it multiplayer because my brain couldn't handle one other thing on the screen mm-hmm. at the same time. My son and I tried to play it together, and I just kept watching his uh, little icon move around instead of mine, and then I would get killed over and right. over and over again. Um, I didn't bother to play Metro 2033 Redux. I didn't play Rock of Ages 3. I, so for me, it comes down to Strange Brigade and Kona. Um, I think I probably put more time into Kona. I, I really like the, 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 the theme for Strange Brigade, but I wanted to play that with other people and I just didn't, I never got around to it. Uh, Kona has a ridiculously intriguing theme. Like it's a murder mystery that takes place in Canada in the wintertime in the seventies. And as a guy who lives in Northern New York, like there's a lot there that feels very familiar to me, like driving a truck on a, 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 you know, a rural, uh, dirt road in a winter, in a, in a snowstorm was really mm-hmm. cool and I, I I liked the puzzly aspect to it. I didn't finish it, but I'm gonna say Kona was my favorite of that month. Uh let's nice. move on to September, which was pretty crazy. We, we yeah, we had a bunch of games come in. Uh so there was Ember, which is an early access and it's still in early access. Gunsport, which I feel like criminally got ignored by almost everybody. Hello yeah. Neighbor, Hitman uh metro last light i think now we have all of the metro games and super bomberman are online yep. go ahead for me uh it has to be super bomberman are online i love super bomberman um i used to play it at, for hours and hours on the nes and super nes um and i bought multiple copies of the super nes version because i wanted the famicom and the uh and and the north american version of super bomberman 2 Uh, what a fantastic franchise and then it came out for switch and it was better than ever and then it came out on stadia and you could play online with other people and get blown up in three seconds by people that are bomberman gods um that's probably the game one of the games that i've played the most number of times on stadia because i keep popping in for a couple quick matches and then continue with my uh, with my day or going to other things. Uh, Bomberman is by far my favorite of those six. Yeah, same here. I love Super Bomberman R Online. I've put a bunch of hours into that. I haven't gotten any better, um, but I really do enjoy that game. Uh, it's almost a shame that it's in that list because there's some other really good games on here. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm interested at all in Hello Neighbor, but Gunsport, I feel like nobody paid any attention to. It's this really weird volleyball-style game where you've got two players on each side. Each person has a gun, and there's a ball that you have to shoot to get into like these targets on the other person's side, and then on the other side, they have two people. And so you're just kind of shooting this ball back and forth, <laughs> and the more times that it goes back and forth 
the more points that it's worth. It's a really, really cool game, but everybody ignored it because Super Bomberman R Online had that that 64-player Battle Royale Bomberman thing, and that's really too bad. I know that you really liked Ember as well, uh, and yeah, I didn't like it because of the ragdoll physics, but uh, you love that game. Loved Ember. Uh, Ember is still a good game. They keep adding new features and new modes to it. Like when this game leaves early access and is like officially released, it's going to be probably seven, eight times as big as it was when it first dropped on Stadia. So, um, yeah, if you haven't played it yet and you still have access to it through Pro or you're going to pick it up as early access, it is a fantastic game as well. All right, moving on to October, we had Celeste, Dead by Daylight, Human Fall Flat, Jotun, uh, Valhalla Edition. Lara Croft, Temple of Osiris, and Super Hot Mind Control Delete. That's a whole bunch of games that month. Uh, which one's your favorite, Lloyd? Ridiculous. That's a it, tough it's one. It's ri- it's ridiculous. They're all amazing titles. Uh, but for me, the game that blew my mind, um, a pun intended, was Super Hot Mind Control Delete. Because how do you make Super Hot better? Well, you you make it into a roguelite, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then you throw it out there for the world to uh, obsess over. Um, so yeah, uh, Super Hot Mind Control Delete was quite the surprise. It was not the game I expected when I started playing it, and um, I I really really do love it. So I I haven't played Super Hot Mind Control Delete yet, which is ridiculous because I love the original uh, Super Hot. I don't have a good reason for not having played Mind Control Delete yet. I'll get to it eventually. That's what I keep telling myself. Um, <laughs> the two games that I like that I had played or that I hadn't played before that I really, really was surprised by were Celeste and Dead by Daylight. Uh, Celeste is this tough as nails side-scrolling platformer really really high difficulty but also really rewarding and I really really enjoyed that game and I I anticipated hating it because I get frustrated by games that are really really hard and I tend to walk away from them fairly quickly the thing about Celeste that's so awesome though is if you die you lose like 14 seconds of gameplay uh, so Mm -hmm. you can try it again really quickly and the the gameplay loop is you die and you're back in the game almost instantaneously which is a really good thing and then there's dead by daylight dead by daylight i don't like um gross stuff so even though it but but even though it has that stuff i i really enjoyed playing dead by daylight uh which really surprised me the the asynchronous gameplay of trying to outwit the uh the, either the survivors or the murderer uh, is really, really cool. And I, I, you know, we had some people get together in our Nerd Nest Discord and hang out and play Dead by Daylight together. And it was really, really fun. But for me, my favorite game of that month has got to be, uh, my favorite pro game of that month has got to be Celeste. What an absolutely fantastic game. Yeah. Celeste is really good. And and the best part about it is it can be played by anybody. If you're not good at platformers, you turn on all the assists. So you can't die. You have unlimited boost. Uh, you can make, basically make the game as easy as you need it to be to complete it, um, which is which is in line with the story because the, the game talks about mental health and stuff like that. Um, so I just looked at those uh, boosts as you taking you you taking control of your mental health and and making your life easier, and that's how you how you play the game. It, it is such a good game, um, but I didn't play it on Stadia. 
I, I played it earlier on Switch, so I didn't even I don't even think I booted it on Stadia since since it's uh, it became part of my library. There you go. All right. So moving on to November, uh, Hello Neighbor Hide and Seek, which I didn't play at all. Uh, Republic um, or Republic. I don't know how to say it. Risk of Rain 2, Sniper Elite 4, Sundered, Eldritch Edition and, and The Gardens Between. I yeah. know what game Lloyd is going to say, and I 100% agree with him <coughs> that it is Risk of Rain 2. Is that the game yeah. that you were going to say? That's what I'm going to say. Um, I love Risk of Rain 2 so much and being able to play it without having to worry about patches and downloads and which system do I own it on, just booting it up on Stadia uh, and getting into multiplayer uh, missions was so good. Like we did multiple streams uh, where we had uh, people joining our, our multiplayer mission and, and beating bosses and things like that. Uh, it is really good. Um, if you folks haven't played uh, Republique, you definitely need to play that game as well. It is a lot of fun. Uh, it's uh, it's it's kind of like this espionage stealth game, um, which is different than uh, people think it is going to be. They think it's more of an action adventure game, which it really isn't. Um, it's worth uh, looking into if you haven't already. Yeah. Uh, moving on to December. Oh, my good God. December. Big month. Big, Huge big month. month. Yeah. Uh, Cthulhu Saves Christmas, which was a hilarious surprise. Uh, yep. Everspace, Hitman 2, Into the Breach, Kine, Monster Jam, Steel Titans, uh, Outcasters, Secret Neighbor, Submerged Hidden Depths. Is that everything? Yeah, that's all of them. <laughs> that's it. All yeah. right. So of those games, um, I don't know what you're going to say. I, I know I know instantly which one's my favorite, but I don't know which one you're going to say. So surprise me. For me... Uh... There, there's a lot of really good games here. Everspace is a lot of fun. It's uh, it's a space shooter um, with roguelike uh, with roguelike elements where you you die and you go back and you start and you you spend your your money and you upgrade your ship. It's a lot of fun. I've played a lot of that game before. I haven't played too much on Switch or on uh, Stadia though. I played mostly on Switch. Uh, the game that I played the most out of all of these would have to be Outcasters. Um, I, I, I'm not good at Outcasters, so I haven't played it that much. Not as much as some of the, the pros that I see on my Twitter uh, Twitter feed. Um, but it is an amazing game. I, I hope this game gets long legs uh, and it's out there for a long time. I hope eventually it drops to free to play and Google blitzes all of the esports players on YouTube and 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 start some tournaments. Like, here's a fifty thousand dollar Outcasters tournament. So let's get all these uh, esports people playing, because I like I look at all the games that that are really big for uh, streaming, and there's no reason why Outcasters couldn't be one of those games. It it has a lot of luck and a lot of skill, um, and those make the best games where you can get really lucky and get a couple quick points, but then you can, you can be backed into a corner and just use your skill to get out of it. Um, what a, what a fantastic title. Yeah. I think that outcasters, if, if it goes free to play, like I think that it will, um, then it will, it, it has a potential of being absolutely huge because it's such a good game and they can still monetize with their, uh, cosmetics and stuff like that. Uh, cause the cosmetics are great. Like, you you can dress up as like the 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 abominable snowman from from uh, Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer or or a, a, a you know a deep sea diver uh, or like this moon guy or whatever. It's it's very crazy the the different costumes that you can have and they can make a lot of money from that, but only if the game is free. Uh, as far as my favorite game of that uh, month, it's definitely Outcasters. So I'm not going to go into any more on that. I will say. Now, Hitman 2 
surprised me. Uh, surprised me how much I enjoyed the puzzle. It's a puzzle game. It's not a stealth game. I mean, it's also a stealth game, but it is first and foremost a puzzle game. And I really sure. enjoyed uh, being surprised by that. So those are the 2020 pro games. Let us know in the comment section down below or, you know, use the super chats to let us know uh, or just say things in chat. Uh, which of those games, uh, which, what are your favorite games for each month? All right, let's move on uh, real quick. I want to talk uh, a little bit, not not for very long, but I want to talk a little bit about some there's been a lot of people who've been uh, complaining about a video from Digital Foundry about Cyberpunk 2077. And so I sat down and I watched the video to see why everyone was so upset. And I I do I do understand, like, at the beginning of the video, they, they almost, like, jumped through hoops to make it not a good experience. Yeah, I guess the I guess they have really really bad internet at Digital Foundry, which, I mean, I thought I don't know I don't know what I thought, but uh, I guess they have really bad internet. So instead of playing it at their house or at their office, um, they drove to like a cell phone tower and were playing it that way, and then yeah. they were like, "Well, that didn't work so well." So I found this place with free Wi-Fi. And they kept saying that you needed super fast internet in order to enjoy Stadia, uh, which you don't. You have to have decent internet, but it doesn't have to be ridiculous. Um, But then everything else that I saw in the video seemed fine. I mean, my biggest gripe is that everybody seems to be attacking Digital Foundry for their opinion and uh, I I just don't understand that. And I, I wish people would just stop doing that. Yeah, to me, the the hate that was going their way was just I I I've seen a lot of that over the last four years in another part of Twitter where there's a lot of hate from one side of people to the other side of people, and it almost seems like um, Stadia detractors, but they're not even detractors; they're just giving you what their experience is. They get um, dogpiled like uh, certain other um, types of people. Um, maybe we'll say pol- political types of people and. There's so much hate on Twitter right now. It, actually, it's gotten a little bit better for some reason over the last little bit, but there still is a lot of a lot of hate on Twitter, and I see that, and it just makes me scratch my head. Uh, but I got to say, my complaint about the video is the way that they're playing Stadia on Wi-Fi or driving to a cell tower to get a good con- um, connection would be the same as them having a faulty HDMI cable going right. to their TV. And it keeps cutting out and they're like, oh, well, this this game is a terrible experience. The HDMI keeps cutting out. It's like, well, you, you're in control of that experience. And if you're not if you're not good, uh, if you're sorry, if you're not good, if your Internet is not good and you can't plug in to your Chromecast Ultra and play that way, maybe just don't cover it. Uh, and when people say, well, you're not covering this one, just say, yeah, we don't have the we don't have the Internet to do it. Um, just just leave it that way. Um you don't you don't have to you don't have to attack these people for doing it, but they also maybe should cover it the best way that they can. And the best way to play Stadia isn't sitting in your car with a capture rig hooked up to your phone so you can get on a 3G or a, f- a 4G network. That's not the best way to play Stadia. And if you can't do it with uh, Ethernet with at least 100 megabit Internet, um, 
maybe don't cover it. And then there'll be there'll be none of these uh, complaints because we don't need more hate on Twitter. We don't no. need attacking people for doing their job and and putting content out there. Uh, if you don't like it, move on. Um, but also, if you're creating the content, you need to do your due diligence to make sure it's being done the right way. I, I will say, like, that's the one weakness that Stadia has is that your experience and my experience can be very different. Like you, uh, for for the last six months or so, you were having all kinds of problems because there was a problem yeah. with your modem. And once you got that fixed, suddenly all of your problems on Stadia disappeared. And so yep. that is one of the um, disadvantages that Stadia has is that everybody's experience is not the same. Uh, and it's it's kind of hard to diagnose what the problem is sometimes. So I can I can understand them showing that stuff. My problem yeah. is when people like people are always bringing up, uh, you know, certain I'm not going to mention them because I don't want to give them uh, extra clicks or anything, but they're always bringing yeah. up certain YouTubers or certain Twitter accounts and complaining that these people don't like Stadia and for me, I'm like, what the hell do you care? My opinion is that I like Stadia and I don't really care what other people think about Stadia. I just care about what I think about Stadia and I enjoy it. So can't you just enjoy things and move on with your life? And if somebody disagrees with you, then don't subscribe to them or don't watch their videos. Like yeah. there's one particular that I know the Stadia community they they have a nickname for them and they're always complaining about them and whenever i see a complaint about them i ignore it because guess what that person is super negative all the time all of their videos are negative their ne yep. videos are negative about every single thing that they can be negative about why because they get clicks but then you guys uh, you guys the 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 people who get super mad about this stuff they are the ones clicking on the videos so that they can be mad about this guy being negative. And I'm like, you're you're making them more successful every time you complain about them. Move on yeah. with your life. Yeah, yeah. It's it. I've I've said my piece already. Yeah. It is just it's hard to see people that I that I recognize from other other parts of the internet um, being super super angry and uh, attacking people. And I'm just like. Oh, well, like that doesn't it anyway i've said too much yeah. I, I don't want to i don't want to uh, to dwell on that but but yeah uh, it would be good if in the future uh if digital foundry is going to be doing a stadia video that they do wired ccu and um then if the game doesn't perform properly they've done their their due diligence to make it the best possible um scenario to have a good experience on stadia um, but as I said, I, I my first experience on Stadia when it was new and not optimized was in hotel Wi-Fi in a conference room through a VPN and and <laughs> and Destiny 2 still performed really, really well. So I, I don't understand how you could have so many issues um, with e even just slow Internet in in different parts of the world i guess i i don't know but yeah let's let's move on <laughs> all right moving on uh to something that i think some people are going to be disappointed in outriders is being delayed until april 1st uh they posted this and i didn't set it up ahead of time so i can't bring it up on screen because i forgot about this uh the button and edge doesn't work the right way and same thing with chrome 
Uh, but they said, Happy New Year. We believe it's important that players get to experience the new IP like Outriders before release. I like that. Uh, so you can decide for yourselves whether to play the, whether the game is something you wish to pre-order, purchase, or play. For this reason, we are excited to announce that on February 25th, 2021, we will be pub publishing a free demo, giving everyone a chance to play the first few hours of the game with all four classes in both single player and co-op, along with seamless migration of your character and progress to the full game. Speaking of which, we've decided to move the release date of Outriders to April 1st, 2021. Then they say it's not a joke. Uh, we will be spending this extra time fine-tuning the game and focusing on delivering a fantastic play experience at launch. Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry. Thanks for hanging tight a little bit longer. We appreciate your patience, the Outriders team. Okay. I'm excited for this game. I think it looks really cool. I like the the whole idea behind it. Um I, I really hope that we get a demo on Stadia as well. They didn't well, like Duncan from uh, from uh, Lunacast and um, uh, Cloudy like, Cloudy Games. Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, what? Cloudy with a oh chance. yeah, thank you, Cloudy. I thought you said Cubby, so I was confused. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, Cloudy with a chance of games. Uh, he he replied uh, instantly because he's nonstop on Twitter. I don't know how he does it, but he's like demo de demo on Stadia too, and they didn't reply. Uh, so mm. what do you think? Do you think we'll get the demo on Stadia as well? It would be really cool if Google said, Hey, we'll we'll <laughs> give you we'll give you uh, this money, uh this this money that's in a bag. You can you can use it to further develop the game if you give us exclusive rights to a demo on our platform that anybody with a Gmail account can pop in and play for a few hours without any money being changing hands that would be a really great way to do it just like um immortal did mm -hmm. uh, immortal was was such a good event for stadia having more exclusive demos like that would be a really really good thing i, I okay so i i agree that it would be cool i don't want it to be exclusive though not just because i want everybody to be able to play on the on i, I want everybody to be able to play the place that they want to play it uh so if sure. you have terrible internet at your house if you're you know, like at Digital Foundry where they have terrible internet, they probably want to play it on their Xbox or on their PlayStation or on their PC. I can understand that. Not everybody mm -hmm. has good internet. So um, I don't want it to be exclusive, but I would absolutely like the idea that you just said where, hey, let's put out a demo and everybody can play it. That would be really cool because then people can play it whether they have uh, the, you know, the, the certain box under their TV or not. Uh, so I think that that would be awesome. I'm looking forward to uh, to Outriders. There's too many games that have out in their name. Now. It's very, <laughs> very confusing. I can't keep them all straight. <laughs> yeah, it's what was it? There was um, Outcasters, oh, Outriders. Yeah. And then there's another one that's also coming out. And I can't remember the name of it, but it starts with out. And there, it's there confusing. Was, and it's plural uh, at was, the end. <laughs> Uh, on um on xbox game pass i was looking for um there was a game called um oh what is it uh, uh, outer limits uh, but i was looking for outer worlds so i downloaded <laughs> outer limits yeah because how many games have outer in the like two words and out it starts with outer and it was the wrong one and i had to re-download the other one the good thing on stadia is if you make a mistake you just you hit x and then you you hit play on another icon and, and you're playing it right away that's right uh, which is a nice nice way to do it all right, moving on to Crowdplay. This is the section where we answer all of your super chats and thank you guys for the support. Uh, so let's go ahead and start with that. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, that was yesterday. 
Okay, here we go. Uh, Douglas Phils became a member. Thank you very much for that. Ray Sherrod sent in a super chat with no comment. It looks like it was a super sticker. Uh, thank you very much for that, Douglas. Uh, or I'm sorry, Ray. Uh, Stadia Fet. Stadia Vet Gaming sent in a uh, super chat at 10 bucks. Thank you very much for supporting at that level. And they said, hello, Nerd Nest. You guys rock. Uh, then we had three more with no comments. Consino, Deflem, and Jay Dangle. Thank you very much for the support. We appreciate it. Anthony Talcott sent in a message. He says uh, with his super chat, he says, Happy New Year with Wi-Fi 6 routers coming out. Do you think the bandwidth and speed increase justifies upgrading a Wi-Fi 6 router to play Stadia wirelessly? I'm going to say Ooh, no because That's a good I, question. Well, I mean, so I have the Google Wi-Fi, not the Nest Wi-Fi, but the Google Wi-Fi. And is Google Wi-Fi uh, Wi-Fi 6? I don't believe it supports it yet. They might be able to patch it. I can't remember what if you need different antenna arrays or if it can use um, current ones. Is there, there could be a potential. I haven't looked too much into Wi-Fi 6, unfortunately. Okay, well, I play it uh, on Wi-Fi because when we built this upstairs, my, our bedroom is across the hall and uh, up here is my office. And so if I'm playing a game on the TV in there, we didn't think ahead because we thought, wow, we're just going to we're just going to watch Netflix. Who, who cares uh, if we've got uh, Ethernet? So we didn't put Ethernet in that room. We put Ethernet in this room. And so I play on Wi-Fi in that room. I mean, not all the time, but often enough. And it really doesn't have an issue. So I would not spend the extra money on a Wi-Fi six router just to get uh, faster speeds for Stadia. Because I think you're probably all set with what you currently have. However, if you've got like an old router, you definitely want to upgrade to something new. Uh, I'm super happy with the Google Wi-Fi, even though mine's a couple years old. Yeah, when when, when Wi-Fi 6E comes out, uh, which adds uh, like, a, I think it's like 6 gigahertz uh, instead of like the current 5 gigahertz and 2.4 gigahertz or whatever it is, um, that will give you the ability to have uh, faster data um, with less latency and better coverage. So if you're having issues of your house where your 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 Wi-Fi is dropping out because there's like power lines running through your wall or or pipes, uh, there's stuff that is interfering. Um, having the um, Wi-Fi six will potentially help you solve those issues, but it's not a it, it's not like a a utility belt that will get you out of all problems. Um, but faster speeds, less latency, and better um, better coverage is all good things when it comes to Wi-Fi. So it can't hurt. I wouldn't go spend a bunch of money right now, Anthony, just to um, just to make sure that it works okay. I would uh, wait until maybe second gen routers start coming out and things are a little bit more solidified um, and then look at make whatever Google comes out with at, um, at that point because it will be... Uh, It'll be better if you have a lot of users or if you have a lot of congestion issues or or not congestion issues, um, interference issues in your house. Uh, Wi-Fi 6 should hopefully help you with that. I will say, Lloyd, know your audience. Uh, Anthony buys everything. So he'll 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 he'll, <laughs> he'll buy one of these um, <laughs> one of these uh, anyway, whether we say so or not, because that's just what mm -hmm. he does. Um, but uh, just just so everybody knows, like two point four gigahertz is more reliable like it can go through walls and stuff better. Five gigahertz is faster, but can't go through walls. And I guess what what like people like Mr. Chip and Chad are saying is six is going to make a huge difference if you live in an apartment with a lot of overlapping stuff. For me, 
I live in the middle of nowhere. Um, if I threw a rock, I might be able to hit my neighbor's house. If I really <laughs> threw it hard, uh, like it'd be tough for me to do that. So right. I don't like, I don't have that same problem that a lot of people, uh, have, don't you, you like live in an apartment and you have uh, a lot of neighbors that, that have competing Wi-Fi with you, right? I don't live in an apartment. I live in a house and, but I do have a lot of Wi-Fi around just because everybody has, has both their 2.4 and five gigahertz networks turned on with different SSIDs and, uh, all that junk. Um, six will beam forming um, so that your router knows precisely where you are and they can actually target you in your house in 3D space instead of just broadcasting out to the world. Um, so yeah, six is better. Um, but I, with most new technology, I wait till the second rev comes out before I buy in just because all the bugs get uh, squashed um, by that time. That's true. Uh, we also had a super chat come in from SK Gamer. They said, please do a first look for Into the Breach. Well, maybe we will. I don't know. I, I, I have not played that game and I've been interested in checking it out. Have you played it, Lloyd? I have on, on switch. I really enjoyed it. So yeah, I could, I could potentially do a first look or bill could. Yeah. Do you, that's do, something we can easily do. Is it the, like, I'm just curious, is it a kind of game that like where, cause it looks to me like the kind of game where a mouse pointer, you could just like click on stuff and move things around or is it all controller all the time? It's all I, you probably could use a mouse. I've never done that on on Switch. I just use the, the the Joy Cons to get around it or whatever. So yeah, it's 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 like a Final Fantasy Tactics kind of game. So you have you have a grid and you're moving your guys on that grid and it's an isometric view. So um, pretty easy to, to to make your way around. Awesome. All right. Well, that does it for our show today. If uh, if you enjoyed it, don't forget to hit all of those YouTube buttons. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And if, if you want to listen to the audio version of the podcast, then you can subscribe to it uh, over at, is it nerdnest.tv slash StadiaCast? That's the one. That's the, that's the one. So you can just type that into the URL and you can uh, listen to the show while you do the dishes or shovel the driveway or whatever it else that is <laughs> that you got to do. Thank you guys for hanging out uh, with us while we talked about our favorite pro games of 2020. If you have a an idea for a segment that you want us to talk about, uh, head on over to nerdnest.tv slash submit, and you could submit topics for the show as well. Uh, thank right. you very much, everybody, for watching. Uh, oh, sure. gosh, Kodiak, Moonwolf, thank you for reminding me. Go ahead and tell everybody about that, Lloyd. I was going to say, make sure to go vote for the Nerdy Awards. Uh, Kodiak, uh, Moonwolf in our Discord, um, our Super Mod, Mega Mod, I think is what you call them, Bill, uh, put together this thing. Uh, there was a, a step of voting what your favorite games were for all the different platforms. And now um, with all the, the votes tabulated for everybody's favorite games, now it's uh, vote so you could have one game to rule them all in each of the platforms. So go Go check it out. Go vote. Um, I believe the voting ends in two weeks, I want to say. 24th, uh, I think. It was a yeah, really Sunday odd the, choice that he made, but I was okay with it. <laughs> Sunday the 24th, yeah. So two weeks from from today at 4 p.m. UK time. I don't even know what that means um, because time zones are hard. Um, so, yeah, go go submit and um, let us know what your games are, and then we can chat about them um, here on, on somewhere on the Nerd Nest. We'll talk about all those games. All right. Take it easy, everybody. Later, everybody. 